Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. I am recording this during the week of Easter 2022, and I would like to pause our current study of Luke to share some scripture from Jesus' last week before he was crucified. These passages have always meant a lot to me, and I guess the reason for that is an empathy that not only sees Jesus' suffering as real, but in some ways seeks to comprehend it. So today on Drawing Near, and the remainder of this week, I will primarily read some scripture for us to reflect on. I may or may not make many comments, but these passages easily stand alone, and I strongly encourage you to take your Bible and open it to John's Gospel, chapter 12, and follow along as we read The Passion Week, part 1. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father, for every one of us as Christians, this week should be something significant. A week that although we continue doing our work and doing our activities, we pause and we consider all that Jesus experienced, not only on the cross, but leading up to the cross. His suffering did not begin on the day that he was arrested. His suffering began many days before that, even before what we're reading today. Isaiah tells us that Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Father, even though we may have a view of Jesus as being much more positive than that, there had to be a solemn element to his ministry, a soberness, a sorrow. He knew what he came to do, and he knew the condition of the people that he came to die for. He was surrounded all the time by sinners, sinners who desperately needed saving. That had to affect him in his heart, in his mind. Father, give us wisdom and understanding as we study these things, as we read these things, and help each one of us, Father, to ponder them, not just for a few moments today, but throughout the day, and even in the days to follow. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In John chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, we read, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had a money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, and they came, not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, 
whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, and cried, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him, and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason the people also met him, because they had heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, You see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now, there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, saying, I have both glorified it, and will glorify it again. Therefore the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever, and how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him, that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke. Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, 
because Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn, so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, even among the rulers many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. In this chapter, Jesus is prepared for his burial. He talks about how he is going to be crucified. He is surrounded by people who do not understand what's going on and much of what he says. And yet he offers them eternal life. He shares with them that that's why he's come and that's why he's going to die. And he challenges them to walk in the light, to follow him. We need to heed these words. We need to think about this passage. We need to think about it in light of what Jesus suffered, that we might have empathy and compassion, that we might be drawn into this experience so that we would follow him more closely as his disciples. But we also need to think about these words and how we are to be affected by them and live them out day by day, accepting his invitation to salvation eternal life, and even suffering. Father in heaven, help us with this. Help us to understand what it is to meditate, to not only read a passage and just simply think about it, but to plot out, to determine how this passage is to affect our lives and how we are to live our lives to conform to what you call us to do. Teach us how to do this, Father, and help us to understand it takes time. Time to meditate, time to ponder, time to change, time to grow. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you so much for your son and his sacrifice. Lord Jesus, thank you for all that you've done that we may have eternal life. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.